Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Lost a Step podcast. It is a very special Sunday, March 13th. Uh, I am Mike Marcone with my colleagues, Maxwell Ruben Khan and Thomas Fangas Pinto. What's up, boys? What's going on, Mike? Very excited. Very excited. Are we? Are we? So behind the scenes, our man behind the scenes, Mark John DeStefano, welcome as well. Um, So boys, as you know, it's not just any Sunday. Okay. This is the Sunday that Tom Brady officially came out of retirement. (sighs) Just kidding. Selection Sunday. I don't know why he had to do this (laughs) to us, but that is breaking news. We need to talk about it quick. Thoughts? Um, how big can your ego possibly be? What does like that mean? The, You're like, just because you, you love like, college basketball. You, like, like you have to do it so that Adam Schefter has to interrupt Jay Billis when he's breaking down every single game and every single player and Schefter needs to come on to ESPN to talk about it. Like you couldn't wait just a little bit longer. That's I'm, I'm sorry. Like, good for him that he can come back and play football at like 94 years old because no one else is probably ever going to be able to do that again. Okay. So good for him that he can physically still play football yep. because he eats like seaweed and like is like <laughs> 95% of his diet. Awesome. Congrats. Tampa Bay is going to be good again. It's good for the NFL. I get it. But you got to bring Schefter in to interrupt Selection Sunday. It's ridiculous. So just, just so everybody knows – uh Pinto is in fact a Jets fan. Uh, so he has he feels some type of way about Tom Brady. Um and Max, just before you just before you go really quick. Um, so at 7 13 p.m. today, Tom Brady tweeted, These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa unfinished business let's f and go sheesh 40 40 days is what is how long you know ago he retired 40 days and and he couldn't stay retired or he he had to like i i guess i'm not sure why he needed to retire in the first place why didn't he just wait like was He's there never a spent reason as much time with his family before He's never- <laughs> It's He's something going crazy. New. It's it's no. a it's a it's a whole new world for him. So a couple a couple things really quick. So number one, I don't know if you guys saw this, but today it was reported that his last touchdown ball sold for I, auction I, I, I for eight, five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, and then six <laughs> hours on you. Six, <laughs> six hours later, he unretired. So somebody somebody spent half a mil on a football that no longer is what he purchased if that makes sense maybe that's why uh, he unretired because yeah just to just to well, stick no, it so to that person here here's yeah. my theory and I, i'm obviously uh, you know i'm probably wrong but uh the owners of the buccaneers own manchester united and tom brady and his kids were in manchester yesterday and they watched cristiano ronaldo who's 36 37 score a hat trick and won the game for Man U three to two huge game must win game and they met after the game and they talked and like Cristiano uh, tweeted out a picture saying like it was really nice to share some time and some thoughts with another goat and I feel like Tom Brady was just like inspired like I think that really like I'm sure he's been thinking about it but like watching another old man 
who's the top of his game doing that, had the conversation, was just like, hey, why not? Uh, not happy. Not about a bad Max, theory, but <laughs> I, mean, Max, I mean, Max, you can't be happy as uh, as a Packers fan. It makes the conference was open for us. That's what I'm saying. It makes the road to the Super Bowl just one step harder for the Packers with like basically yeah, every I mean, other good with basically every other good quarterback now being in the AFC. Yeah, spe- I mean, speaking so now, as a Packers fan, that was the first thing I thought when I saw he was coming back. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely not happy. But yeah, I I think what gets me is I think it was like right after he said he was retiring, I heard news about like is he actually re- like staying retired? And I was like, oh, like that's a joke, like. He's not going to retire and then play like the season that he's like said he's retiring for. Um, so I don't know. I I just can't believe like I was not expecting that. Um, someone texted me about it that he's coming back and I thought it was a joke. So I don't know. I'm not happy about it from from a fan standpoint, but also just I, I wish he took the year off and then maybe came back the next year. I don't know. Yeah. Let the record show. I, I dislike Tom Brady a lot. Um, will the Packers will the Packers and Bucks be week one Sunday night football? So that's what I was thinking too, is they, you know, they won their uh yeah. division last year. Well, so they'll they definitely be playing. I knew that. Um so in Tampa so I, Bay, I just looked too. Um yeah, that will be that should be a primetime game, I would think, but I guess we'll we'll wait until what May usually the schedule comes out. Yeah. So I'll be like that will be one to look for. No, it comes out after yeah. the draft. After the draft? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I think it's the the week or two after the draft. But yeah, a lot of matchups just got a little more interesting. You know, obviously Brady there instead of who knows who who it would have been. I was very curious to see who who was going to be playing quarterback for the Bucks. So I guess we don't have to worry about that anymore for this year. Nope. Were you worried about who was going to be playing quarterback for the Packers? Up until not a couple days ago. Well, yeah, not anymore, right? So that's some more. I guess we'll save that for. Yeah, we can save that for <laughs> another episode. Bit, <laughs> a lot of money to lose to San Francisco at home. <sighs> a lot of money. Mike, were you about to go on to the next topic? No, 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 no. I like where this is headed. Actually, I think we have a <laughs> producer, Mister Mister DeStefano. Do we have another minute or two to to burn this flame here? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right, perfect. <laughs> we love that, Pinto. Go ahead. Uh, I'll allow it. I mean, I think that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand why the Packers did it because they're consistently great every single season. And Rodgers is by and far, even with Brady back now, I still think Rodgers gets the more out of his ability these days than Brady, even though Brady's no slouch. I understand why they did it. And, you know, he's, he's not going to turn down $50 million, but I kind of feel like we're at the point now that no one is going to be impressed anymore by what the Packers do in the regular season. Everyone's going to expect 13 and four, 14 and three, wake us up when it's the divisional round. And right. I I really do not think any, any, I, I can't say fan, but any person who critiques the NFL for a living is going to really be emotionally invested in the Packers this year. They're probably going to all bet they're going to get the number one seed. Maybe Tampa could, of course, but one or two, and they're going to say, wake me up when they've got their first round home game. Did you forget the Rams just won the Super Bowl? I still still think the Packers 
or pound for pound, I think are right there with the Rams. If, look, crazy things happen in the playoffs. I get it. And Rodgers doesn't play well in the playoffs, at least not lately. Um, I still think they're the number one seed again. And then, but, but then when the playoffs comes, then it's completely different. And, and I'd honestly, like, I don't even disagree with a lot of that. Um, but I will say as a fan, I will be paying attention to the regular season just because like, that's, that's what you do as a fan. But right, right. I, fans and I think, fans and media are, are I think I've said this to you guys different. before, um, but like just, just the ride to the playoffs is a lot of fun and I'm going to enjoy that. And I think I'll enjoy it more that Rogers are a quarterback rather than whatever the other options were going to be. Um, I, I think obviously he seems to give us the best chance to win a Super Bowl, even though he hasn't come through um, for a long time on that note. But so I'm going to enjoy it and I'm happy that he's back. I'm interested to see what they do if they're able to sign anyone. You know, they're they're in a pretty rough cap situation, but it seems like they can yep. figure that out. So we'll see. I'm I'm gonna try and enjoy it because I know it could be a year, it could be two years. I don't think it will be a super long time. And and we're still waiting to see the contract details because actually, you know, he came out and it was said announced specifically. That, yeah. It was like whatever so, whatever you saw reported is not true. So uh real quick before we do move on, um, Max, yeah. don't ever let Pinto devalue your team winning 13 or more games a year because it is a blessing. You should cherish it for as long as you possibly can because as him and I know, it does not last forever, my friend. And I'm not ready for what's what's next after this. So right. I, I know we had Farvin Rogers. I don't know if there's a, a third uh Hall of Famer coming our way. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it, Mike. I you know try not to listen to him too much, but right, um, right. I do agree with him though on the you know. We as an outsider, we playoffs. will not. Yeah, as an outsider, I don't like it's. It's fun to watch him throw football, I guess, but I'm not. I expect it at this point. So. Right, right. Yeah, agreed. Right. So uh, let's move on, boys. Uh, Pinto, you got to be doing back handsprings down Fifth Avenue, my man. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow when I get to Park Avenue, walking to work, I'm gonna be flipping, handspringing. I don't know if I'm gonna get to work on time. I I was so so elated. Of course, Mike. Uh, Baseball is back. Baseball is back. Amen. Thank goodness, man. I was real. And I'm always, whether it's, you know, thinking that the Knicks are going to win or thinking that um, better days lie ahead for the Jets. I'm I'm always a glass half full kind of guy. And I'll I'll be honest with all you. I was really getting nervous. I was really getting nervous that a lot of time was going to be missed. Um, I, I, I thought that they were headed down a path where no matter what side was trying to come to an agreement, the other one just wouldn't budge. And quite frankly, I'm a little surprised that throughout all this and how nasty it appeared to be. And, you know, again, I'm not Jeff Passan or, or Buster only, but I was following not every yet. single day at, at every, not yet. <laughs> we strive. And, we're, we're on our way. I think but I was, I was following as much as I could every single day, reading every little bit of information that I possibly could. So I had a good grip on it and I was really, really getting nervous and I am surprised and relieved that they're going to still find a way to play a full 162. Um, I'm not happy that it got to this point, and I think it made the sport did. I think it did make it look a little bad as a whole, but it's all forgiven now because they're playing a full 162. And last week when we were talking, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, really I didn't, didn't either. And, and and like I said last week, uh, 
I don't really follow the ins and outs as much um, with, with the MLB, but I was seeing a lot of, like you said, it, it seemed, it seemed like a very dire situation the last couple of weeks. It seemed like you said, like it just wasn't going to happen. But um, before, actually, after I let Max go, Pinto, why don't you just tell us some of the details? So Max, you can go first if you had any comments. Well, no, I was, I was just going to ask Pinto. I, I was curious about how it seemed like they were so far apart and, very quickly it seemed and i know this was over a couple weeks but like they said baseball is back what was that on thursday maybe Mm -hmm. do you know when the date was thursday believe it yes it was yes so it it seemed like even just like the day or two before it was like they're nowhere close so i'm just curious like like do you know what happened and like did they just say we we need baseball so we're gonna do whatever and maybe drop some things they were like holding on to well, these were um, the reported details from the accepted uh, proposal. Um, it was that the postseason format goes to uh, 12 teams, which is now one more team in each league because um, we had five. We, well, we used to have four back in the ancient times. Then and, then, it, yeah. and then, it, then we got one extra move into the winner-take-all wildcard game. And now we're going to a postseason format of 12. I don't know exactly how it's going to work with like that's what i was curious and, about and, yeah. and who's, I, I don't know exactly how that's going to work but one more team from each league will make it to uh the postseason now so that would be six out of 15 total from each league um the i don't hate uh, it no still less I'm, than I'm, half I'm, yeah yeah i'm like I, you know what you know what's crazy to me it's like like when i see something like that i'm like that was one of the things that like made this drag on and on and <laughs> I on. Know, I know. Like one extra playoff team or not. Like, like that's what we're arguing about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't seem like, you know, I understand if you want to fight for like arbitration salary or, you know, luxury tax or international bonus, but like one playoff team, like that's what we're arguing about. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, more things, the uh, collective bargaining threshold, um, in the final year of the CBA uh, next year will be $244 million. So that will be the cap before you pay the luxury tax penalty. That's going to go up $14 million from $230 million. Um, the penalty, if you go over that um, for a new tier, I'm just reading it here from CBS Sports, it'll start at $60 million for a penalty, which you, it used to be $40 million. So now if you go over, you pay an additional 20 million in penalty and the minimum salary um, has gone up. I believe it was 550,000 something in, in, in that ballpark this year, it's going to be 700,000. And then in the final year of the CBA next year, uh, it's going to be 780,000. So, Um, you know, just, uh, just a little number crunching like that. Um, the designated hitter is in, even though we knew that was coming for anybody that wasn't aware designated hitter is in the national league as well now. And, um, they have, and I get, again, I don't know the specifics on this one, but they, the talks is that shifts are going to be banned. I don't know how exactly like how they're going to say, like, you can't stand here or they're going to get like lines and stuff and make it exact official. But the, the, the understanding is that shifts are going to be banned. And I talked that, about that last week too. I am that'd be not mad. At very that. interesting to see a play challenged. Like if someone grounds out or if somebody, you know, 
pops out or something like that and they challenge and they say, Oh, the shift was on. And then the refs review that right. or the umps review it. That'd be wild. I mean, I mean, I've been saying it, I've been saying it for years. It's analytics made baseball teams and organizations smarter, but it also made it less fun. Right. Because if you look at the analytics in the other sports, it says in the NFL, you go for it on fourth down more and you go for two point conversions more. That doesn't hurt the viewing product for the fan in the right. NBA. Yeah. The NBA can kind of go one way or the other because it tells you shoot more threes. And when you're hitting all your threes, it looks incredible. It's fun. And when you're not, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. When you watch the Warriors or any high-flying team play drilling threes, it looks great. When you're not hitting them, it doesn't look as good. But when they are, they're, you know, when the Warriors are in their heyday, it looks amazing. The baseball analytics at its best is like the second baseman playing halfway to the warning track. And he catches a ball in short right field and throws out the guy at first base. And that just, that just never looked good. Right. So games can be boring enough. Yeah. It made teams smarter and made the game not as fun. And it was weird as a fan, as I've watched baseball my entire life, you know, when you're watching on TV and you would like just subconsciously see a ball get hit past the pitcher, you'd be like, Oh, that's going to be a hit. Nope. There's a guy standing right. there that you yeah. weren't used to seeing. And now you have to train yourself to think now that's going to be an out. So I am yeah. very interested to see how they're going to implement the shift banning. Um, although I don't think that's this year. I think that's coming uh, next year whenever the CBA expires. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think they did back. say 2023. The bottom line back. Um, <laughs> I got two stadiums to go to. I'm going to Dodger Stadium in Petco Park in just about a month. So I'm very excited for that. There's, yep. there's real not quick many things. There's not many things in this world that light up Pinto's just aura around him than the MLB. I can just tell how how much he's excited for this. And uh, as um and uh as a Mets fan with uh the Grom and Scherzer as my one two, why wouldn't Your you be one two. And yep, yours and you and them. you just got a third. Yeah, Chad Bassett, little uh mm. little guy from Oakland. Not a lot of people probably know about him because he pitches on Oakland, but. Uh, 105 whip last year in 150 innings. Let's go. Real quick, I I just wanted to ask. You mentioned the DH before. Um, we don't have to spend much on this, but was that something that like players didn't want to change that? Like, like who who would be against against that? I, I guess think, just uh, like traditionalists you know, and of, like yeah, the traditional old National League owners that you know probably liked it. Um, but. I like this. I still myself. just don't understand. I can't imagine it be like being that big because of a deal. He, I uh, I understand because I always liked in like a zero zero game and the pitcher's coming up and you have to decide whether you're gonna pinch hit for him or not. I always found that to be interesting. I'm a baseball. Those decisions, nerd. yeah. I I always found those decisions to be interesting when the pitcher is absolutely dealing and that you have to decide whether you want to take him out or not. And I yeah, but for that to that hold up. Whether or not we play, I, a under- I understand why someone would would think that and be like, "This is something that we're going to argue about." So, again, I'm not losing sleep over it. But and and also, it kind of stinks because Jacob Degrom was the Mets' best hitter last year, <laughs> like 365. You know, for anyone who doesn't, did he know really? Degrom, if it wasn't 365, it was darn close. Because Jacob Degrom, for anybody who doesn't know, was a college shortstop. And then when the Mets drafted him, they were like, look, you're not going to hit well enough to to uh, be an everyday shortstop, but you've got a pretty good arm. So why don't we try pitching? And uh, it worked out pretty good. Huh. Yeah, I did. definitely. Sounds didn't like he can that, hit so. and pitch. Though. 
general managers love to draft shortstops. They feel like if you yeah. can play shortstop, you, you have can the skill play set anywhere. Yeah. And last year, Jacob Degrom batted. I said, I said, I, <laughs> I said he batted three sixty five, three eighty, three sixty four. Oh, I told you you were wrong. Stupid. <laughs> three sixty four. How'd you he How'd had, you not know that? <laughs> He had he had twelve hits in thirty three plays. Don't you feel so stupid for saying three sixty five? <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. That is wild yeah. though. That he is your best. And he, hit, and he hit one home run in college, and it was off of his good friend Chris Sale. Really? It's good trivia. Yeah, it's a good trivia question. Wow. Yeah. You do love your trivia. All right, boys. Baseball's back. We're all absolutely elated. Couldn't be more excited. But actually, we could be more excited. I think because Selection Sunday. Um, did you guys watch the, the show? Does everyone watch every year? I just want to make sure I know. I know. Well, con, we did have a conversation. You said you were spending some time with your wife today. So I didn't know if you were able to scroll away and, and watch. Yeah, but no, she, she actually gets excited for this stuff too. So like, it's nice, you know, filling out a bracket. I feel like people just get excited. Like if you're filling out a bracket, people don't care what it is, but it's something fun about it. And, you know, everyone can get involved, even if you have no clue who, you know, half these teams are so somebody so, yeah, ends we're up, excited. Somebody ends up winning the bracket that you usually join every year who doesn't know anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes that's it fun. It you know, everyone can get involved. So yeah, yeah, this is very exciting. So I guess let's just start. Um Pinto, you can go first. Khan, you can go um after him. But w- initial thoughts, reactions, do you like the way you know the matchups are? What do you what do you think? Um, I think overall, I think the matchups are pretty good. Um, I thought that Rutgers, I thought Rutgers wasn't going to make it. Um, but they are such a polarizing team. If you, if you look at their schedule, they've had great wins and horrible losses. They are unbelievable at home. They are terrible on the road. They're a very hard team to kind of figure out exactly what they are, but I do agree that they were given a plan and not yeah. an, an actual seed. I, I think that that's a better spot for them. I'm excited to watch that playing game. They are a very unpredictable, exciting team. Um, so I didn't think they were going to make it, but I thought that it was, it was the right thing that they were in the play. And um, other than that, I, I, I really didn't disagree with any um, seeding somewhat, but not, Right. Team team wise, I, I think the right teams are in. Uh, seating wise, I think Iowa getting a five was a little low for them. I thought they mm-hmm. should have been higher. Max and especially I had one. Any, they... Go ahead. Um, yeah, especially if anyone watched the game today, um, you know, them beating Purdue, they played a really, really strong game. They've played well for, for the last six weeks now. So I was surprised that they were a five. That was, um, and a couple others, but, but nothing, nothing that extraordinary yeah max you and i had talked about the the one matchup which i think you'll touch on that we were a little surprised about the seating or i can touch on it but um your initial thoughts anyone anyone you see in there that you didn't think deserved it or someone that didn't get in that you thought should have no so i mean the playing games are always fun just going off of what pinto said um just looking at those 12, uh, 12 and 11 seeds Rutgers notre dame i think if you looked at Rutgers the past probably a month or so you see some of the teams they beat and you're like, Oh, like they're definitely in. Uh, but people I think forget, you got to look at like their whole season 
And uh, like Pinto said, they've had some rough losses, uh, but they're a fun team to watch. Um, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr. um, Most likely, I I would say he's their best player. Um, He's he's a lot of fun to watch. They have some other guys um, that are very good as well. Um, But yeah, having a guy like Ron Harper Jr., that makes them an interesting team in my mind. I think if they beat Notre Dame, they could maybe go on a little run. And, And we've seen it before with these playing games where whoever comes out of that, gets hot, they stay uh, hot, yeah. and they maybe end up winning a couple games. So I'm I'm really interested in that. Um, looking at Gonzaga, um, they're the overall number one. I, I honestly think they have kind of a tough, tough road. Um, I think Arkansas is very good. I like them a lot. Um, they have a tough opening game against Vermont, so it is possible they get uh, upset there. Um, UConn's over there who didn't impress me, um, but – I think they're a team that once they're out of conference play, I think they could they could win a few games. And then looking at the bottom of that – sorry, go ahead, Pinto. I was going to say UConn's one of those teams that just always seems to play well. That yeah. This, for, this time for of sure. year, even when they might not be expected to. They Hoping always, to see them sure. in Buffalo. Always yeah, and I'm looking at – in the side. I'm looking at Duke. I think we talked about it um, possibly last week, but – I could see Duke losing um, to Michigan State or Davidson, and then I could also see them somehow making a run. I know they haven't looked great um, the past week or two. I was, I was not um, impressed watching them yesterday. No, no, not at all. I agree not with that. At, not at all. Pinto, where, where's they, Duke playing? I'm sorry? Where's Duke playing? Just like you predicted uh, last week. Oh, right, right, because we are talking about it last week. Duke yep. is in – Good location. Good location for him. <laughs> it's a hop, skip, where and a jump. Greenville, South Carolina. I'm pretty sure that's what you said, honestly. I think that's what you said last week. I might have said Columbia. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) It's it's in South Carolina. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just going off that that West region. Texas Tech, I like a lot too. Um, I know they they lost to Kansas last night. Um, but I think Kansas is very good. So I think that loss doesn't look as bad on them. Texas Tech is is a good defensive team. They're a good team. They have Chris uh Chris Beard that left um and is now at Texas. Um but they they seem not really miss a beat without him. Um so I'm kind of looking at that West region and seeing if Gonzaga can make it through. I think a lot of people are predicting them to, but I think they have a tough road. So I'm kind of looking at that one. And there's I mean every region's fun. There's plenty of games to pick out, but that's kind of what I zeroed yeah. in on. Wait, who's uh Who's your weakest one seed? I think Baylor just because of their injuries. That's yeah. not fully healthy. Yeah. You not, like Arizona? Not fully healthy. Uh, I do like Arizona. I, I think they're strong top to bottom. Yeah, I do. I, I, I would. Think, um... I think, I think they have the easiest road. I'm looking at it here. I think they have the easiest road. I think Villanova is good, but I don't think they're, they're better than their two teams that won the national championship. Right. Um, you know, uh, Tennessee's Tennessee been playing great. Yeah, yeah. They've been, you know, they, they won the first time since 1979. Khan's been showing them love on the socials, huh? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, I feel like I picked them to go far every year. Um, a few years back, they had Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, um, guys like that. And I love that team. And I think they lost the first or second round. So Tennessee, just uh, recency bias, I feel like they've let me down. But I, I do like this team a lot. Um, I like their point guard play. Um, 
and and they've shown you know they've played some good teams in the SEC and beat you know a lot of them and you know won that SEC tournament. So I think they're a team to watch. Uh, maybe I maybe think, make a good run. I, I think I think Arizona's got the easiest. I think the the two three four of Villanova, Tennessee, Illinois is just not that intimidating. Yeah, and they might not even play Illinois. I mean, Illinois, I could yeah. see maybe an early yeah. exit. So, I could see, I could see Loyola Chicago giving hey. Arizona more trouble than a Tennessee or in Illinois, even a Houston. Houston's been at a really solid program. What the last what five six yeah. years? They were in the final. Yeah. What they were in the final four two years ago? Was that last year? Last year they made the final four. I'm pretty sure. Last year was as the a final as a two or a three seed maybe right 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 that was last year. yeah but yeah, yeah I mean I have to go back and try to remember all, <laughs> Ill- all the COVID it messed is. up my whole timeline yeah, Illinois yeah, yeah Illinois is interesting because I I like their team a lot last year with uh Io DeSumo um at point and then you know Kofi Coburn and Coburn's back obviously they have some good guards but. I feel like I don't like this team as much, but maybe then they'll end up surprising me and going far. Uh, last year's team lost, I believe, in the second round. Um, and the Big Ten just doesn't seem to represent well in the tournament lately or in a long time. So I'm kind of curious to see how some of these good Big Ten teams do. Uh, what was Purdue, the last Big Illinois. Ten team to do well? Well, Michigan State won it all, but that was back in oh, what, yeah. 2001. Yeah, two thousand. I, mean, I, I I mean they've had like no, some Final Four appearances. They've had some, um, yeah, they've had some Final Four teams, yeah, but that's yeah, the last Final one to Four. win it all. Yeah, they haven't really carried the weight really? of really. That's the last um, Big Ten team to win Michigan State in two thousand. Think so. Wow. Yeah, I mean Michigan lost in the finals to Louisville. Right. Right. Um, Purdue's had some good teams, but they, I mean, they sometimes seem to have an early exit. So I'm interested to see how this Purdue team does as they, uh, they lost to Iowa today in the Big Ten final um but they purdue purdue has a good team so i'm interested illinois lost fall. in the final they lost to north carolina in 05 yeah they had a yeah that, yep. that was a really that was that was a fun team. team yeah what was the little guard's name was that d brown d brown yeah yeah yep. d brown yeah that no was that a, was that was a very good team that was um, that was a great finals matchup because that north carolina team was loaded too they were yeah. stacked Sean May. That, that's Felton. one that like sticks out to me. Yeah. They were what they, they had like forget that. They had like four draft picks in the top ten, right? It was like May, Felton, um, Marvin Williams. Was McCants in there or was he higher and, up? Yep, and 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 Rashad McCants. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was a loaded Ray team. Felton. What a name. <laughs> what a yep. feels like a very long time ago. That is well, it is a very long time. It's 17 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I mean crazy regardless of, of the you know, the NBA career that you have, you have like four guys in the top 10, 12 draft. That, that was, that's that a, was a stacked yeah, team. That was a stack. Marvin so, Williams had a fine NBA career. What do you have? Like made him made a living shooting threes for like eight teams. He had a fine career. Yeah. A Bobcat at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. RIP. So um, real quick going off, you know, talking about the big 10. Um, do you guys think when, you know, when you're picking your bracket, do you guys think about like the conferences and be like, this conference was strong this year. Yeah. You know, this team won that conference. They should do on the tournament. Or do you guys kind of forget about conferences when it, when it comes to this and picking out bracket, I, uh, I you tend, know, your picks. I, I tend to look at that. I mean, I think you have to, obviously records speak for themselves, but at the same time you have to kind of look at, you know, who teams are playing and the strength of their, of their schedule. And then when you get through the tournaments, the conference tournaments, if, 
if you're getting hot, like for example, you know, um, Duke losing to Virginia tech and, and, you know, confident confidence is a hell of a drug. And when you beat good teams, I think mm-hmm. you tend to play well. So, yeah. So last year it was the pack, uh, like teams like UCLA, um, USC, Oregon, those teams made some deep runs, but like no one talked about them during the season. So I'm curious, like, I want to know what that conference is this year. Like, is it still the pack? Like teams that don't get, you know, they play oh, that's a good at point. 10 o'clock at night. I'm kind of right. curious, like, if there's a conference this year that maybe is being overlooked and it's like they end up having two teams in the Final Four or something like that, where, like, you always look at, like, the Big 12 with Baylor, Kansas. You look at the ACC, which this year is a little down. But I'm just curious what that conference is this year or if it's just going to be kind of a free-for-all. What do you I think? Sometimes take, I, I sometimes take the con- – it really depends on the conference and just how it is that year. Um I kind of tend to agree with Mike though, that usually when I'm filling out a bracket, I fall into that trap, whether right or wrong of maybe going with the team that is just hot at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like a, like a Yukon, that Kemba Walker run. Yes. Yes. No one saw coming though. Right. I did because I won that year. You um, did. You did win. Oh, that. I won that year. I uh, saw freshman it. I year of college. That was freshman year of college, yeah. right? Yeah. That was freshman yeah. year of college, and I did. <laughs> for, I did have the foresight that year. One of the only years that I ever had 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 uh, had the foresight. <laughs> for those of you that um, don't know and are listening still, uh, we started this podcast as four college friends. We went to SUNY Brockport together. Um, all we did was play sports, talk sports. So uh, that's the reason that this podcast has started. So when he says he won way, freshman year. That was everyone's quick, quick SUNY basketball note real quick. Oswego mm-hmm. made it to the elite eight and lost. We made it to the elite eight. That's pretty really? good. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, whether they're division three or not, they're an elite eight in college yeah, basketball. And level is impressive. Yeah, and they yeah. lost uh, to a school. Uh, they lost to Marietta. I believe that's a school in Georgia. They lost by, I was going to say Georgia. So, yeah. Yeah, but believe that's in Georgia. Anyway, um, how'd you know that? Division one, because I know Marietta, Georgia. I don't think is too far. Like that's like Atlanta. Yeah, not too far from that area. Yeah, I would have had no idea if you said Marietta. Lots of baseball players from that area. I would have said, "Who's she?" You know. Yeah, definitely sounds familiar. (laughs) Um, I think Zach Wheeler might be from Marietta, Georgia. (laughs) Anyway, I um. No, that's a good good thing to know for those SUNY SUNY fans. Um, but I I was just gonna say quick on that talking about conferences, like the Big Ten. I I try not to go off of years past and like teams that have let me down, but I feel like it's so hard not to. And this year, like again, there's like we said, Illinois, um, Purdue, like there's some teams in like the three four range. Um, even like a Michigan State that's you know made some runs as like a worst seed before. Um, it's hard to like forget about the years past and be like, well, this team seems to always lose in the first or second round. I'm going to pick them this year. Like, I know there's different players, sometimes right. different coaches, but sometimes like I hear a name, like a, like a Purdue. And I'm like, I know yeah. they've made a run before, but it seems like they're one of those teams where if they're in like a 14, three, 13, four matchup, mm-hmm. it makes me a little nervous. And and Matt Painter, I don't know if I'm not saying it's his fault all the time, but <laughs> Stuff like that makes me, when I'm looking at we my bracket, him. maybe take a little longer to pick. <laughs> um, I will say, though, Con, like when you talk about years past, yeah, like getting burnt is one thing and or teams that tend to lose. But yeah, I, I do look at like the last year or so. I see like 
teams that have experience in something like this is is really, really important. Like there's a lot of kids. I mean, you forget, I tend to forget watching, um, division one sports, especially like there are some of them, you know, they just turned 18 this past winter. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're 18, 19, 20 year old kids. So when you have a year of this under your belt, the pressure, the intensity, the media, you know, kind of being in that March madness bubble and just playing under that for a year, even if you get bounced or you win two games and then you lose or whatever, just having that experience, kind of looking at teams that, you know, have made a little bit of a run last year and they're returning three guys. I think that's huge. And and that's what I look at kind of with like when I'm picking upsets, I, I look at those, a lot of those, you know, 12, 13 seeds. A lot of those are teams that have, maybe been there before or maybe lost, yeah. but they have guys mm-hmm. that have at least played in the tournament. Played, Whereas maybe yeah, some of played, these, maybe some of these together, three or four seeds. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these three or four seeds maybe have two or three really good freshmen, but you've seen with like Duke, you know, when it comes to tournament time, sometimes you can tell they haven't played in, in these types of games and uh, you know, it definitely shows. So I, I definitely look at that um, and see, you know, rosters and who's been playing for three or four years together. Um, try and pick some of those 12 over fives or, you know, 13 over four type matchups. Right. I just looked this up here, guys in the bill self Kansas era, which is the 2003 season to now, how many final fours do you think Kansas has been to? Two. How, how many years has it been? This is 2003 to now. So 18. Okay. Oh, 18. I'll say, Uh, I'll say four. You sticking with two, Mike? Sure. Yeah, two. Which is which just seems for for it seems like every other year there are one seed. Every year I see that stupid Jayhawk logo everywhere. They're, they're, they are <laughs> five hundred and twenty-two and a hundred eighteen in the regular season under Bill Self, and they've only made two Final Fours in his era: the the championship season of two thousand and seven when they beat over um, Memphis. Over Memphis, John Calipari's Memphis team. Derrick Rose. And, yep, that's right. Free and throws, then, man. Free throws win championships. Uh, if any of you yeah. kids out there ever ever like downplay the importance of free throws, just watch Derrick Rose's performance in the national championship. And then in 2017-18, they made it to the Final Four, and they lost to eventual champion Villanova. Mm. So what I'm okay. hearing is is that the Kansas Jayhawks are the Green Bay Packers of NCAA Division One. You know basketball. what? I think that's a great point by you, Mike. I think I, I think Just, that's a great I, point. He, I'm, I'm sorry, he had, I had to. He had to bring it back up. <laughs> you know what? I I think well, you you the pack the the Jayhawks might be even a sliv better because they have another <laughs> Final Four appearance which we all value is like getting even Dude, getting to like the, the, you know, if you get to the final four, you get to the oh, Max does not look happy. All I'm trying to hey, say is the final four, final four. We could look at it in both. Yeah. The Packers, yeah. NFC yeah. championship the final, final four. four. The final four is revered more than getting to the conference championship in football, whether right or wrong. But that's just how it I'm going to say, if you ask me, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, then Rogers has what twelve Final Four appearances. I, I I will say before you know I won't let this thing get off track, so I'll I'll bring it back. Oh, we're to, right, uh, we are right on track. Just, just Kansas here, um, Pinto. Do you does it say how many one seat like how many times they've been a one seat in those 
Um, on the on the list I have in front of me, it does not. But I because like I think one of you said, six, but yeah, it seems like they're one seed, one or two seed. You know, most of the times they're in the you know every year. Um, so it is pretty crazy that even with that great of a team, it's 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 hard to it's hard to make Final Fours. You know, it's I got easy to get tripped okay. up. It's easy to play a you know a team that's hot. I yeah. got it here from 2004 on. They were a one seed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. So do I nine pick them this year because yeah. of that, or do I not pick them because of that? That's what I always what. struggle with. Like, is this the year they they break that, or? I tell you what. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not you doing well get, it. I'm you might as well get a Jayhawk tattooed on your forehead, Pinto. I guarantee we, you're going to pick them. You're going to do some I'm research. I'm not doing it. I'm not. What, so let's look at what, what? Pick them to win the whole thing? Let's look at Kansas's road. Yeah, I'm not picking Kansas to win the whole thing. No, right. I'm, no I'm not doing it. Okay. So, so looking at Kansas's road, you mentioned Iowa's like, you know, a team that probably could have been a four or a three seed even maybe. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Have- They'd have to face off against them or like a Providence, which Providence won the Big East, um, not the championship, but the regular season. Um, honestly, Auburn's I mean, good. Wisconsin Auburn, we'll yeah. I mean, I think Kansas doesn't. Looking at it, just top of my head, it doesn't look like they have the toughest row. But I will say Iowa does look really good, and I think they'll. Seems like they're going to keep playing well into the tournament. So I'll be interested to see i would love to see a kansas iowa matchup i think that'd be, that would be a really good a really game, good game yeah yeah but you um, know what so we'll see I if think, bill self I think, can do I it think, i think iowa might have their hands full with richmond i i, 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 Rich I watched what? richmond play rich what <laughs> i watched richmond play live <laughs> this year um they had a, a great win today uh against davidson i don't think i can pick them to win but uh, I think that they're going to give Iowa a lot. Is Coach Carter but still there? Or did he move on? I I think he's I think he's moving. <laughs> that's Sorry, why though. That's why though that Iowa possible misseeding like really hurts because they're playing a a Richmond team that just won their um, conference tournament and they're yeah. you know they're, they're hot buzzing. as of right now. They are um, hot. Instead of playing, you know, drug, man. Yeah, I mean, instead of playing like a you know a 13 or 14 seed they're playing a, a 12 seed so that that's a tough draw for uh for iowa but i would love you know i'd really love to see them make that make it through not get upset and, and end up hopefully taking on kansas i think that would be a really good game to watch con uh, when you when you say like a miss seed of iowa who would who would you swap them with who would you rather see at the five i mean looking at the bracket i'd have to look at the bracket sorry, um, I'm sorry to put you on this let's look no, you're good. Let's look at the I think like they could be four, four seeds. And, and I think they could be four, and Providence could be just in that bracket. I think they could be four, and Providence could be five. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I could see them switching. Um, I mean, Providence Illinois has, won has the Big really Ten. Nice yeah, Illinois won the Big Ten regular season title, um, and they're in the same conference. So, like, it'd be hard to put Iowa over Illinois. I'd say. Right. Um, I think if you did that, it would be more recency that that Iowa is playing really well. So yeah, I could see. I, I think it would make sense. I could see Providence switching, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that just shows it's not an easy, <laughs> easy job for the for the guys that make this thing. Um, yeah, there's always no. going to probably be issues with at least one or two teams that you think should be a better seed or a worse seed. So so yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I think, I think maybe a Providence switch there, but that's kind of nitpicking. I don't think it's too outrageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we get on to our, I know we, we have like our, our top three matchups that we're looking at. Just one question. Who is your, I know we, I, I already kind of asked your weakest uh, one seed, but if you had to predict a one seed to get bounced in the first round, who is it? Based Do you mean the against the 16 seed or like yes. they're yes. Okay. Against the six. That's um, tough. <laughs> I would go with Baylor. You hate Baylor. No, I, I don't. Let's hate go Norfolk Baylor. State. I, I, I have nothing. For all you so, Baylor fans out there, Pinto absolutely hates them. I he have not. I picked not Baylor to win in, in one of my brackets last year, and they won me a little bit of change. Got nothing against Baylor. You were betting illegally last year in the state of New York. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Arizona. That is kind of cool, though, if that ever happened again, like when everyone's bracket was busted when UMBC beat Virginia. Yeah. Not mine. So, I had them losing in the Sweet 16 that year. So real quick, um, that's a tough question, Mike, but without knowing, it, it's tough because I feel like, you know, if we were Jay Billis or Seth Greenberg, we would probably know the whole roster of the 16 seeds that, you know, are playing, but I will, I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to say Arizona. I think I watch Wright state in the conference tournament. I watch Brian and theirs. Um, Whoever comes out of that one, you know, again, I don't think Arizona would lose, but um, Brian, Bryant has a star player. I think his name is Peter kiss. And, he was he was fun to watch. I guess he actually yeah. he went. They were to, playing in that gym that that held what like three hundred people. That was where the and fight was. was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. guys saw, so he oh, yeah. um he was he was fun to watch. He was knocking them down from all over um and and showboating too. So I'd be kind of I kind of want them to win and play Arizona. But yeah, I I don't expect them to to beat them. But that's the only reason why I would say Arizona yeah has the most you know biggest chance to lose. I was thinking but. the same thing. Like somebody coming like that with just full of confidence, just just, just not a care yeah, in just the go world, off, just nothing shots. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's what I, I, I. That's what sometimes wins those types of games. But yeah, I mean, what six one seeds are like two hundred or three hundred something and one or something like that. Um, so I don't think we'll. I don't think I'll be picking a a sixteen over one this year. But oh hey. Might win you some money, as Pinto said, legally this True. year. Legally. True. <laughs> Actually, not through Yahoo, though. It's still illegal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh, moving on, boys. Well, same kind of topic, but uh, we each kind of picked our top three matchups that we're looking at here. Um, so, Pinto, I'll let you start off. I know you're first on the list. You always get in our, our spreadsheet a little bit ahead of everybody, so go ahead. Sure. Uh, my first one, I'm going to go – with Michigan State and Davidson. And I like this matchup because I feel like it's kind of two programs that are really good in complete opposite ways. Like Michigan State is the old standby. This is, what, 25, 26 straight years that they made it. I heard the stats today. Which is crazy to think about since we're like 29 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically our entire life. They are in every single year. And Davidson with a program that, you know, probably like pre-Steph Curry 
the thought of them getting an at-large bid was unheard of. Mm -hmm. And now they're an at-large bid after losing today. They're still a very good team. I think they're going to win. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of think it's cool that I, that a, a more, not that no one knows about Davidson now, but still they're, they're not it's Davidson a, a, still a, a, like, it's not, it's, it's, it's still Davidson. It's not a basketball yeah, right. rich program. And I think it's cool that they get to go against an, an, an old timer in Tom Izzo, who's probably, you know, drawn up right now. What his game plan is going to be. He drew up his game um, plan 26 years ago and he just probably it's gotten right. him so there I every like year. The, I like the difference of the programs will, I think will make for a fun matchup. And I think Davidson is going to win that matchup. They are a good team, man. They are a good team. I think they're going to win. Too. Right. I, I think, have them in I my think, list. They're a great, maybe, maybe sorry, a great Mike, yeah, screening team. They, they they make shots. Like I was, I was watching, I was actually watching some highlights and I was doing a little bit of research about this, which I normally don't do as much as I did for, because obviously we're doing the show now, but Seth Greenberg was talking about them and he loves them. And he was talking about the great screening team. They hit their shots and Michigan state is prone to turnovers and, and Davidson will mm -hmm. capitalize on those turnovers. So sorry to yep. take away from you. No, 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 that's fine. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Murray state and San Francisco, uh, two of the higher scoring teams in the league. Murray state just under 80 points a game, San Francisco, 77, uh, San Francisco is in the tournament for only the second time. I just had it right here. These, they are in the tournament for only the second time since 1982. So that That's, is a program. Wow. Yeah. Yep. They were in, in, in 19, they went from 82 to 98. So 16 years and now in it 14 years later. Wow. Um, so I think, uh, those kids are are hungry, um, trying to put a program on the map. A little bit of a Loyola Chicago feel, maybe right. When when Loyola Chicago, right, right. We follow college sports. We didn't know there was a Loyola of Chicago. We knew there was one <laughs> in in Maryland. I had a couple of friends who went to school there, but we we didn't know there was a Loyola of Chicago. So I always think in my head, could this be like? the next one of those schools um, and two, two high flying, two high scoring teams. Uh, I think that's going to make for a really, really good matchup. And then number one, we were kind of talking a little bit about it before is Iowa and Richmond, Iowa, uh, Rich maybe what? a little under rich, what? Richmond, maybe a little underappreciated uh, as a five seed and Richmond is, is a really, really good team hot at the right time. Um, they have the all-time men's uh, steals leader in Division One college basketball history. I saw him play at Fordham this year. He's an absolute stud. That is number zero, Jacob uh, Jacob Gilliard. Um, he's he's a absolute stud. I was watching some of the game today and went coast to coast, made a driving layup, and then Ian Eagle screaming on on the call. He doesn't want to go home, and you know you just get pumped. <laughs> Dang. You just get pumped watching it. Kind of looks like Trey Young. Kind of has the same. He's got like a Trey Young face. Like a dirty Q-tip hair? <laughs> yes, something like that. The kid kid can absolutely play hot at the right time. Iowa's hot as as you could be after after knocking off Purdue. I think Iowa's going to win. I think Richmond's going to give them all that they can handle. I, I really, really do. Hmm. I like that. I like that matchup, actually. 
now that you kind of got me buzzing. I'm I'm so excited for this week, guys. Wait I'm till so wait till love... you watch. Wait till you watch that kid play. Jacob yeah. Gilliard is in. If 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 you haven't watched them already, he's an absolute stud. If he listens to this podcast, he's gonna be pissed at you for not uh, saying his name right the first time after you said it so many times during the game. <laughs> Gilliard, yeah. Gilliard, what a G. Konski. All right. Well, number three, Arkansas, Vermont. Um, I think I'll be taking Arkansas on this, but I think Vermont is just one of those teams that when they make the tournament, they have a chance to to uh, at least win that first round game and, and get an upset. It's a team that's full of guys that have been there for a bit. Um, their coach has been around for a while um, and they're used to winning. Um, I don't think the stage is too big for them. Um, but they play an Arkansas team that I actually really like. Um, I, this Arkansas team played uh, really well, I would say, like the last, at least the last few weeks in the SEC. Um, and again, you know, coming from the SEC, you're going to be playing a lot of different teams, a lot of good teams. Um, and they came up short against Texas A&M um, yesterday. But but I like this matchup. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I do like Arkansas to come out on top, but I think Vermont, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Vermont ended up winning. Um, that's a 13 versus four. Um, so that's definitely an upset. I think I'm, I'm looking for, um, but yeah, Vermont is, seems like whenever they're in the tournament, um, they're, they always, uh, you know, have a veteran team that, that has a good chance to uh, pull off the upset. Um, always, number a two for me, always a pesky. Yeah. Bunch. Yeah, for sure. Um, number two, LSU, Iowa State. So Iowa State, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Iowa State. The reason why I picked this matchup is just to see how LSU responds. Um, Will Wade, their coach, for those who don't know, um, was fired a couple days ago. Um, I well, believe I they already fired. lost in the SEC tournament. But basically there's been, for a, a few years now, there's been like allegations and um, – I don't know, I guess, a lot of details about exactly if it had to do with like recruiting or as far as um, something going on with like former players. Um, but I guess a lot of stuff started coming out um, and the university decided like it was too much and they they let him go instead of, you know, not waiting at all for the season to end, which, uh, you know, should be soon, I would think. But um so he's gone. Um, I guess their assistant coach, which Pinto, I think you had his name, but I don't know if you still have it up. Um, I had it up in one second. All good. But so he's going to be yep. coaching and it's interested. I mean, this LSU team has a lot of, a lot of talent, but it seems like all year they haven't maybe lived up to it. Um, obviously they've been good. They're a six seed, but I think I some people Max. expected the, uh, them. The assistant coach is Kevin Nickelberry. He's coached before at Hampton university and Howard University, which Hampton we've seen um, recently. Yeah, in the they're usually like but, a sixteen. Yeah, once every yeah. three years. But or um, so. but yeah. So that was my main reason for putting this one there. Interested to see how they do without their coach. Does this kind of pull them together and they go on a little run here as a six seed, or you know, does Iowa State pull off the upset? Um, Iowa State out of the Big Twelve um, lost their first game of the Big Twelve tournament. So, um, not not too interested in any matchups per se, but just that will Wade part. Um, and then my number one, I have Ohio state Loyola. Um, part of this might be because I'm actually going to be there. Um, Pinto and I, and Mark actually will 
we'll be at that game. So that'll be fun. Um, But I'm excited because Ohio state's been banged up. Um, They've kind of struggled towards the end of the season and they lost to Penn state early in the big 10 tournament. Um, I'm curious to see if they do get, um, they have a, a forward Kyle young. And then I believe one other player has been out for a little bit. Um, if they can get those, those guys back and they, they go into the tournament pretty healthy, I think they could beat Loyola. Um, but, but everyone roots for Loyola. It's a team everyone watched, uh, you know, make a final four run as, as what, like a 12 seed 12, or 11 or 12, 12 seed. Um, so I think, and you know, sister Jean, it's hard to pick against her. So I think a lot of, a lot of people will be picking Loyola just cause now they're familiar with the name. Like Pinto said, um, no one probably knew who they, no you know, one knew school. Loyola, yeah. no one. So it's cool to still root for them and, and watch teams like that have success. Um, and they have, they have a really good team. Um, so if Ohio state isn't healthy and you know, they get off to a little bit of a rough start. I mean, I think Loyola could could definitely win that game and and maybe a couple more. So, so I'm interested in those three for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I just want to say one more thing. Um, as Max just said, Max, myself, and Mark are going to be in attendance for that game. And the the other game we get is Villanova against the Blue Hens of Delaware. And Max, Mark, I was just thinking about it. While we all expect Villanova to win that game, the atmosphere should be pretty good from student and fan standpoint yeah because pittsburgh yeah. is less than five hours a drive from both of those schools so um, we're not yeah. far from from both fan bases <clears throat> yeah so i think i think we're gonna have a nice balance back and forth so it kind of um, worked out well from, for delaware uh, then student. looking at it from location standpoint yeah. yeah under under five hour drive so very very manageable so and then they're not in very often so i'm guessing that they're going to get a a really nice crowd and yeah. and also just real quick before we let Mike do his type uh, top three, but um, Delaware I believe was like a five seed in their conference tournament or something around there. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm interested to see if they do compete in this game or if it's you know one of those where maybe they just kind of were hot for a couple games and and then Villanova just you know dominates. But yeah, I think I think that won't be. Uh, I don't think they'll win, but I would love to see it. I love yeah, it would be very uh, very to interesting it. to see. Love a good underdog okay, story. Um, so my number three, obviously, Pinto, you already kind of talked about it. MSU, Davidson. Um, yeah. I think Davidson wins. I really do. Um, it's tough to it's tough to go against Izzo, but I just think I think Davidson's they're they're a good shooting team. They're they're a quick team. Um, yeah. So we said enough about that. Um, my number two, UNC Marquette. Uh, this one for me, I'm not a UNC fan. I would love to see them, see them lose. I think they're probably the better team. I think they're just top to bottom, probably a little bit deeper, more talented, whatever. Um, Marquette's not the biggest team. Uh, they're definitely a little bit smaller. They won't grab, grab as many rebounds. They won't be big on the boards, but I think they will run a lot. And I think, I think they have a chance against UNC to run them up and down the floor. Um, and I just like that matchup, um, with Hubie Davis, uh, you know, coming in seeing what he can do in the tournament, but I would love to see Marquette. Um, my number one, uh, Texas and Virginia tech. I think it's interesting that Virginia tech gets the 11 seed and Texas has a six, um, Virginia tech, obviously upsetting Duke winning the ACC tournament. Um, and then Texas, I don't know if you guys have seen recently, I, I was, I was going through, I don't have the exact, uh, their exact record, but they've been struggling as of late. Um, and 
I've said it, this is probably my third time saying it. And I'm going to say it again. Uh, confidence is a hell of a drug. And for Virginia tech to come off that win against Duke, they're absolutely buzzing. Their whole school is buzzing. Um, and Texas is probably they're They're probably looking at that. And I know there's a video of them. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, the team when they announced that they were playing Virginia tech, they just went wild. So to me that, that they're a little overconfident and they shouldn't be right now because they're not playing well enough. Um, and so I could see real Virginia- quick. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say on Texas, um, I'm pretty sure preseason they were projected pretty high um, going into the year, like nationally, not just in conference. Um, and it seemed they, they seem like one of those teams where going into the season, you probably would think they would be around like a three seed or mm-hmm. so. Um, they have they played they have a lot of good it. guards. They have what looking at their roster, they have a good team. I think they have a transfer in Marcus Carr from uh, Minnesota, who's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, they just, it seems like Texas is one of those teams where they don't perform where they should roster wise. And so I, I think people would be surprised to see them as a six seed, um, before the season, but now, yeah, like you said, they've, they haven't played as well, um, especially lately. So I think this, this game's interesting, cause especially the way Virginia tech you yeah. know, went through the ACC tournament. I know you had, you kind of had this on your list and we had talked about it a little bit beforehand and um, I'm sure you had, a, you know, your key points and I appreciate you bringing those up. I, I do think I could see Virginia tech um, and I'll probably take this in my bracket. Uh, don't steal it from me, but I see Virginia tech in this game. Um, I just, I think they're better and I think they're playing better right now. And I think it'll carry over into, into the tournament. So those are my top three. Um, final thoughts, boys. Do we have any, does anybody want to be bold right now before they, before they really get going with their research and, and dig in. Does anybody want to make just, any predictions? I don't know if I can release that information, but I think Pinto yeah, probably. Yeah, I can can release that just, <laughs> just yet. All right. All right. Not That's fine. Yet. And we'll have, a, we'll have another, uh, we'll get a week under our belt and we'll talk more about not it. Not that yet. Because, I will because, say. Because be, actually, because you know what's going to happen. Because Mark's going to hear it and then he's going to fill out his bracket and he's going to win the and whole And he's going to win it all. And then, and then he's gonna win. Well, that doesn't all. make any sense if he copies you know what you goes. say. Then you're both. <laughs> so. Damn it, guys! You found me out. You found me out. <laughs> you know, uh, I will no, say. Never mind. No, I. I was just gonna say a lot of people are expecting this year to be pretty crazy with upsets. They there's no. I think last year Baylor and Gonzaga were pretty clear um, mm-hmm. favorites, and I don't think we have that this year. I, I I'm interested to see if we do end up getting some chalk or you know, if it's the opposite of what people think, or if it's exactly what people think, and we're going to see, you know, maybe a five seed Iowa in the final four, a seven seed in the final, like, I'm interested to see how crazy it gets. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for this year. I mean, yeah. also, like you said before, nice. think about this. we got the arenas are full, we got full fans. First time in three yeah. years. First That's time in weird. Three years, yeah. We got full fans. It's been a long time. Yeah. I will never take and it for granted is, anymore. I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, but the, the first year that they're back with having fans is the first year that I will ever be attending a March Madness game. I don't and know. That's how I am too. Yeah. Same. I've yeah. never been. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm so I'm, excited. And, 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 and I'm not going to speak for Mark, but I'm going to guess it's his first one too. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's up there. It's my first one. <laughs> um, before we go, before we go, before uh, we, we end this episode, Mark, I need you to Google Coach K's name, and I need I you to try again. to pronounce it. Well, <laughs> I don't want to do this again. All right, Coach who? Just Tyler. type in Coach K, and then say his name. We, we're re- repeating this every week until you get it right. I don't want to do this. And it's not 
it's not John Krasinski. You would think he'd have like the pronunciation up though to help him out, but maybe not. Mike Krasinski. Wazowski. Say Mark. Mike or Michael. Mike Chris Wazowski. And we'll try again next week. <laughs> We're not laughing at you, Mark. We're laughing with you, okay? I'm laughing at me. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for taking the time. I really do. I do, too. It wouldn't be the same. If, if there was anyone else there or nobody at all, this, this just wouldn't be the same. I've been waiting. No. I've been waiting over an hour to bring that up. <laughs> all right. We'll be back for week three. Uh, thank you to everyone who took the time to listen. Um, we do really appreciate it. We hope that uh, you enjoyed the show. We hope that you enjoy this week of madness. Uh, so signing off, Mike Marcone, Max Kahn, Thomas Pinto, Mark John DeStefano. See ya. This is March. <laughs>